to flee into exile, with France the destination of choice because of its tradition of welcoming political refugees since the revolution in 1789. For several years thereafter, echoes of the spirit of 48 inspired uprisings in many countries across the world. It seemed to Marx that all this unrest proved the time had come to demolish the bourgeois industrial society created by the Industrial Revolution, which had enticed into the cities and factories millions of workers and their families whose forebears had been free wage labourers or serfs under feudalism. As far as Russia was concerned, although Catherine the Great had issued the Nakas Katerini Veliki, or instruction of Catherine the Great in 1767, envisaging a Russia in which all men were equal and banning capital punishment, torture or serfdom. In fact, feudal serfdom was still widespread in Russia in 1848 and was only abolished there nearly a century after the Nakas in 1861. On the land, Working alone or in small groups, the widely dispersed labouring classes had been unable to organise themselves into a position of power from which to negotiate better terms for their labour. Once herded together in those temples of nineteenth-century industry that were the factories, the largest employing several thousand men and women in one place, ease of communication made possible the organisation of all who shared a common resentment at the conditions of their lives. Long hours, sometimes dangerous work, poor pay, accommodation in slums, no health care, high infant mortality, and inadequate clothing and diet. The growth of a free press also contributed. While most newspaper owners and editors supported the moneyed classes, some socialist periodicals were also published cheaply for the working masses. Marx was a classically educated man approaching his fiftieth birthday when the first edition of his verbose and slightly confusing manifesto was published. In it, he traced the development of human society from the first cities to the feudal period when hereditary nobles had absolute power over the common people, and from there to the medieval guilds that empowered the burgesses of independent cities to form a new class, the bourgeoisie of artisans, merchants and speculators, that became the driving force of the Industrial Revolution. In 19th century Europe, he argued, the time was ripe for the next massive upheaval in social relations. The vast majority of workers or proletarians should seize power from the numerically inferior members of the bourgeoisie that exploited them. Private property, inheritance and ownership of land must be abolished. The means of production must be vested in the workers who should all share equally in the wealth this produced. However, since the bourgeoisie controlled the forces of law and order, it would not easily relinquish its monopoly of power, which would therefore have to be seized by violent revolution. Considering the millions of people who have suffered and died under various forms of applied communism, it is worth comparing the utopian aspirations of the political philosophy with the lifestyle of its originator. Born in Trier, Prussia, in May 1818, Marx attended a gymnasium or grammar school and was subsidized by his prosperous family during his extended dilettante student years after being exempted on the grounds of poor health from Prussia's obligatory military service for young men. 
Although descended both maternally and paternally from generations of rabbis, his father Heinrich was a lawyer who had converted to Protestantism and ran a successful practice that financed the purchase of several vineyards and a prestigious ten-room residence near Trier's still extant Roman town gate, known as Porta Nigra. Frau Marx, who had not converted to Christianity and remained in every sense a Jewish mother, came from a Dutch business family related to the founders of the Philips Electrical Empire. While still a student of eighteen, their son, Karl, began a seven-year engagement to Jenny von Westphalen, a girl from an aristocratic family that strongly disapproved of her choice, partly because he was Jewish, although baptized in a Protestant church, but also because he showed no inclination either to work at his studies or to earn money to support a wife and family. He was, and remained throughout his life, totally self-obsessed, many times accepting money from...